Hey brothers, and welcome to the Man Cave. On this episode, we are talking about how you can find contentment in your current life season today. Plus, we are talking about how you can steward the future instead of idolize over it. And we're talking about how what you're doing today matters for the greater picture of your life. The time is right now, so don't go anywhere. We'll get started here in just a second. Welcome to the Man Cave. My name is Sam McManus, and I am glad that you are joining in today on a conversation about you and reframing your singleness as a pursuit for what matters most. Today, we are helping you uncover your identity, find freedom, notice opportunities, and learn how to pursue wisely. Why? Well, because you are single right now for a reason. Our single years provide opportunities that literally no other season in our life can afford us. God has given you these weeks, these months, maybe even years to create the best version of yourself that you can use to serve others with. Whether that is your future wife, your family, or even your friends, everybody deserves the best version of you. And that is what we are here to talk about today. I want you to think real quick. When was the last time you thought about your future? Maybe you're saying five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago. Maybe I'll rephrase the question this way. How many times have you thought about your future today? If you're asking me that question, it would be at least five times, 10 times, maybe even more than that on a weekly basis. It's crazy how much I find myself thinking about the future. Just over and over, I'm always thinking about what's ahead and what's next. And, and honestly, it kind of leaves me feeling empty about what is going on right now. I don't know if you can relate to this, but a lot of times I catch myself saying the whole one day phrase, like, I don't know if you've said it before, but one day I'll have the dream job, then I'll be happy. Or maybe you find yourself saying, one day when I live in that city over there, then I'll actually start to invest in community. One day when I get promoted, then I'll start to do my job well. Or even this one, this is a little convicting. One day when I'm married, I'll stop doing this habit. You know, it's just like this constant conversation of one day this, one day that. Just there's always this idea of there is something that is so much better that is ahead and that I cannot attain that full satisfaction, that full contentment right now. And it's dangerous. It's easy to get there because our mind plays tricks on us and, and, and lies and tells us that one day we will be fully satisfied here on earth. And it's just a kind of a crazy thought that really is exhausting. And quite honestly, it begins to excuse a lot of reckless behavior in our lives. Uh, we use discontentment as an excuse to act entitled sometimes. Not sure if that resonates with any of you, but it resonates with me how easy it is to use the discontentment and the unsatisfaction that you have, dissatisfaction you have with the current season as an excuse to do something uh, that you probably should not do. I want to talk to you guys about today is living right now because the time 
is right now. We are living your life. We are in the moment. This is now. There is no other time like right now. No other time is going to give you the opportunities like right now does. Literally, last night I was sitting in my apartment, and I love my apartment. It's a, it's a great place, but I just catch myself always thinking about, oh, I'll, I'll start this habit whenever I move out of this apartment. Now, I, like I just said, I, I love my apartment. I do. I love the location. I love the amenities. I love everything about it. But I'm always like, oh, I'll start something. I'll, I'll start this habit or I'll end this habit or I'll actually begin to work out more, you know, when I move or, or when I get to a different part of the city or when I have different roommates, whatever it is. And I just catch myself doing that so much. Well, and the, 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 the fact is, is that we are always going to be anticipating something that is to come. You know, when we were children, we were always hoping to be something when we grew up. Yeah, I don't know what that was for you. Maybe, you know, it was a dream career or something. But when you get older, you get the career. Maybe it's not quite your dream yet, but you get the career and and then you're still hoping for something. Maybe you're hoping for a relationship. You're hoping for a raise. You're hoping for a different position. There's just always something that you're thinking about in the future that isn't quite there. And We'll talk about this in a second. Even though that's okay, that's okay that you are are wanting to uh, attain that future and, the, and that goal. We have a life to live right now. The time is right now. I don't know if any of you guys like puzzles. I personally do not, but my entire family loves puzzles. And every time we get together as a family, whether that's for Christmas or Thanksgiving, whatever holiday it is, and whatever vacation we're on. Well, my mom always whips out a puzzle and it'll usually be one of those 500 pieces or 1000 piece puzzles that we, uh, you know, try to put together, um, you know, as a team and, and kind of work on throughout the week. And despite not liking it, it is pretty fun when, um, you do get a piece in and, and what's really exciting is when, <laughs> honestly, when it, the puzzle is completed, um, you have the nice picture that you've been working on for so long. Well, I have one little brother, I won't tell you which one of my little brothers, but he always likes to take one piece from the puzzle and hide it from all of us. And he'll do that as soon as we start the puzzle. And so that when we finish the thousand piece puzzle, we look at it and there's one piece that is missing out of the entire puzzle. And so we sit there and we're like, where is it? You know, we're looking everywhere for it and we're wishing we had paid a little bit more close attention to that one piece and and it's just not there. And I think in our lives, our seasons are kind of a lot like this puzzle. You know, each different season is a crucial part to the grand picture our life is painting. And if we choose to be passive in a particular season, we might be left with taking a step back and wishing we had focused on that piece more. You know, we live in a cause and effect world and the things that we plant right now will grow later. So as we plant these seeds of unsatisfaction and discontentment and frustration. We're going to continue to reap these frustrations over decades if we do not change our approach to where we are right now. And when we change our approach to our current season and we channel our outrage into opportunity, we begin to fill our puzzle more vibrantly. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds 
really exciting to me because I know when I am five years from now or 10 years from now, you know, if I'm single or whether I am not single, I would like to be content. I don't want to be reaping, uh, you know, a, an angry heart or a discontent heart or a frustrated heart. I would rather be reaping plants that have grown beautifully, you know, that look healthy and that are rooted in something that actually matters. And I think a lot of times when we're sitting here in our singleness, it's so easy just to, uh, you know, have that victim mentality or that woe is me mentality and just constantly think about, oh, one day, one day when that void is filled, one day when I get there, one day whenever fill in the blank, then I'll do whatever and then I will be happy. But that could not be further from the truth. The time is right now to go all in to whatever season of life that you're in right now. now. I'm talking to majority of single men and we have an incredible season right now that can bring us incredible things. And so if we begin to turn our minimal effort right now, we can maybe actually try to bring maximum results instead of going from to small and a pessimistic view, we could actually try to bring larger views and larger results, maximizing our results. But we can't expect the opposite. We can't expect uh, dissatisfaction to bring our dreams. And we can't ex- expect the minimum efforts to bring maximum results. We have got to shift our approach in it. One example that I love, I don't know if you guys have ever, uh, if you if you kind of grew up hearing the story or the, or the difference between the two words faith and belief. Now a lot of the a lot of times those words are used together um, and they do have a similar meaning, but there is a difference between the two words. And so uh, the two words belief belief is actually believing in the truth is actually knowing the truth and acknowledging it in your head. Faith is the same thing, except it is accompanied by actions as well. So I don't know if you guys ever heard the chair example growing up, but when you sit in a chair, you know, you believe that the chair is going to hold you up. But when you actually have faith, you actually go and sit down in it, knowing that it's going to hold you up too. And I think that we have got to treat our single years like that as well. We can believe that we can do things and, and we can believe that all day long and sit here and say, you know, I know this is a great season, whatever, I can learn things. But faith is actually going forward and putting action to those beliefs, actually going to sit into the chair. And that's how you answer this question of, well, how do you know the difference between being discontent in the present and actually hoping for the future? And I think a lot of times we get that mixed up. You know, I, I, I am discontent right now, but I also want to have a hope for the future. And, and you, you don't want to get in this place of pity and victim mentality, but you do want to have that hope for the future. And I think that in order to answer that question, you have to show faith. You have to show actions. And so what that looks like is in your day-to-day life right now is actually acting out and believing that something greater is going to come. And when you act out something, it's incredible because the contentment actually comes naturally. Then you're not sitting here saying, oh, like, I I just wish I could be content or I'm going to just try to kind of be content. You know, it's like when you actually have those actions, 
you slowly become content and you become excited. It's just a, it's a crazy effect, but I can tell you from experience that as you begin to put your action or your faith into action, you really begin to come alive in your singleness. And so I want to talk to you guys or give you guys just a couple practical ways in which we can begin to steward the present that we are in right now in order to steward our future for what is ahead. Because remember, we we want to be content. We're not trying to be discontent, but we're not trying to idolize the future. We want to steward the future. And in order to steward that future, we have got to steward our present. Now, I want to land on this scripture verse. I'm going to kind of read it to you here. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 6. This is Paul writing to uh, his mentee, Timothy. And it says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God. There's your faith. Looking at, looking towards what's ahead and getting excited for that. Who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. There's your contentment. Com- command them to do good, to be rich in deeds. There's your action. And to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves. There's your reaping later down the road. As a firm foundation, hello, solid, getting down to the actual foundation of things for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. And I love that last little part too. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted. Literally, what what you have been given right now, you need to steward well. You need to actually show that you care about what you have been given. He finishes that verse with, turn away from godless chatter and the opposing idea of what is falsely called knowledge. So there's like a turning away. There's a there's an opposing that has to happen. And I think in a lot of our lives, we're going to have to do that as well. The world is so tempting. The world is so available to us. But sometimes we're going to have to just close the door. We're going to have to just turn away and we're going to have to oppose and step out in faith with the action that we know that something better is ahead. And that is the beauty of living a very purposeful single life is actually doing things in the day to day right now that we know will reap a residual benefit over a lifetime. It's hard. I didn't say it was easy. But it's the right thing to do. And anything that's worth doing is probably going to be hard. So the time is right now. Not one day in the future. Not one day whenever this happens, then I'll be content. The time is right now. And the first way I think you do that is you've got to discover your purpose. You've got to begin to know why you were created on this earth. Why did God create you and set you down in this particular time on the timeline? And why do you have the particular mission and talents and passions that you have? And how are you going to use those to make a difference? You have a specific need on earth and you've got to do it. Someone on earth somewhere around here needs you literally to be you. Uh, They don't need a knockoff version of yourself. They're not needing you to be a halfway version of yourself. They're needing you to be the complete best version uh, you were created to be. And when I hear that, that's extremely 
uh, hopeful to me and also uh, convicting to me because I'm like, wow, there is people out there that need me to be the authentic version of myself in which I was created with my skills and my strengths and my passion and my mission and all those things combined in order to actually do what I was called to do and to make a difference. And it's not going to just fall out of a tree. You know, making a difference is not going to just fall out of a tree one day. You're going to actually have to go and do it. You're going to actually have to go and put action into it. And that is done by making a plan. And that's our second thing, making a plan. You've got to have a plan for anything. Now, I know a lot of you who are listening are, are probably not plan people, but then a lot of us are plan people and that's okay. Um, either way, I think you've got to have some kind of idea of a plan. It can be detailed for those of you who enjoy a more detailed plan, but for those of you who aren't quite so sure about the plan, don't feel pressure. Don't feel like you've got to have this perfect plan, but, um, you've got to be able to set the vision for yourself. I heard a quote the other day and it said that vague goals produce vague results. So when you plan something, you have a goal in mind, you have something ahead that you are trying to achieve. But when you, when that is very vague, you're not going to get there. And so like we just talked about the actions that you have that people need from you in order to get there, you've got to have a plan. So what does that look like? Maybe for your money, a plan looks like a budget, getting on a budget plan for serving means you got to figure out what night you're going to give up out of your week. And a plan for maybe physical improvements in your life looks like a diet or a workout program. You know, plan to use your purpose. Maybe it looks like mentoring. Plan to grow spiritually means getting in the scriptures and reading, getting a reading plan and actually going through that and getting in a community group and actually spending time in community and learning to grow spiritually. But the time is right now. It's right now to get on a plan. And, and those were just a couple ways in which you can begin to plan your life. But for all of us, it's going to look a little bit different depending on if we're in work right now or we're in school right now or wherever we are in life. The plan is going to be your key to putting your action into the next steps for a firm foundation for your life. And so when you begin to have those plans and you begin to actually work them and commit to them and make them specific and uh, you actually follow through with them, you're going to begin to see a lot of opportunities. And that is the third point that I wanted to talk to you about is to make the most of every opportunity. Now, I love this. This is personally one of my favorite things to talk about, but we have so many opportunities in life to learn. And I think a lot of us just constantly are looking for uh, the just the next step, whether that's from the Lord to tell us something, whether that is we're, we're trying to figure out what to study, whether we're, we're trying to figure out what city to live in, if we're trying to buy a house right now or where to get an apartment, whatever it is, we're always trying to figure something out. But I think a lot of times we forget the opportunities that are right in front of us. And that happens through relationships, that happens through um, all kinds of different things that if we were to lean in completely, we might actually begin to see some clarity about those decisions that we are trying to figure out. So relationships go all in with the few that you might have or the many that you might have and just, and don't think about it, just go in just, you know, if, if they're not your, your best friends in the world, you know, of course have boundaries with people, but don't be afraid to learn something new from somebody. You know, every 
friendship and every relationship is an opportunity to learn something. I think if you approach it like that, you're going to be really, really surprised. Same thing goes with money. You know, if you have money that you are able to give, use that as an opportunity to bless somebody. Every single thing is an opportunity when you begin to kind of shift your approach towards it. So, you know, not even being in the class that you maybe wanted to be in is an opportunity because maybe you can become friends with the people in the class that you had to settle for, you know, not being in the role that you want to be at your company right now is an opportunity to learn things right now that might help you in the future. There's a lot of opportunity if you really start to look around and think about it, not being in a relationship right now is an amazing opportunity. And that's what we're talking about, of course. And, and there are just so many great things that you can do right now as a single guy to present a better version of yourself. And a great scripture verse that really encompasses this opportunity mindset comes from Ephesians. It says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Now, that, that literally just kind of summarizes everything that we just talked about. Not as unwise, but as wise. You know, not pursuing the ways of the world or not even pursuing this idea of one day I'll get to that place. One day I'll get the better apartment. One day I'll get the better house. I'll get the better car. I'll get the better role. I'll get the better job. And no, it's, it's not this one day. It's literally the opportunity that you are sitting in right now as a single man, wherever you are listening to this right this very moment, you have have an opportunity to grow. You have an opportunity to change. You have an opportunity to learn something and to change your life for the better for the rest of your life. There's an opportunity that you have right now and you have got to shift your approach. No one else is going to tell you that, by the way. I feel like I probably should have said that. No one else is going to tell you that, that you're in a good place for an opportunity, especially not the world. Goodness gracious, the Lord knows the world is not going to tell you that. So, you have got to take responsibility and inventory of yourself and shift your approach and begin to see the opportunities. Your friends are probably not going to tell you and, and show you all these opportunities that you really have. And so I think if you really begin to shift your approach, you're going to start to make these little things less of the little things and more big things with bigger possibilities. You know, it's coming up here at the end of September, and of course, we just crossed through uh, 9-11 a couple of weeks ago, and that all, that day and that anniversary just always intrigues me, and you know, as sad as it is, I'm always interested in the documentaries that are on TV, and one that I saw recently was all about the phone calls that were made from the people involved in those events, so the people in the towers, the phone calls that they made to their loved ones that day, right before they passed away. And all those calls are those people as men and women saying, Hey mom, I love you. You know, I wish I had said this to you and I wish, I wish I had, you know, done this better or whatever, or calling their husband or their wife and apologizing for something they had said earlier, or, you know, saying, I wish I had spent more time with our child or something like that. And, it's amazing that when the trauma comes and this like pressure, you know, just created all around these people, how the opportunities they begin to see, all the missed opportunities they begin to see. They just they started to notice it. They just started to see it. And I think that's one of the worst things that could ever happen in our lives is we don't want to ever get to a point 
to where there is a lot of pressure or where we might be nearing the end of our life and we notice a lot of missed opportunities. Don't get to that place. You have opportunities right now. The time is literally right now for you to make a difference in your life and in the lives of other people. It's not one day. It's not going to be some fantasy in a land far away that's just going to happen. You know, the whole idea of you just having this paradise life, you know, drinking uh, your favorite little beverage in the, uh, you know, Cayman Islands on the crystal blue water is only going to last you know, seven days, you know, you that's not a reality long term. That's when depression kicks in and anxiety kicks in when, when you actually are living a life like that and you do nothing. That's when those things creep in. So that's just not even a realistic view. So the opportunity is right now you have the opportunity right now. And don't miss that. Don't miss these incredible, unique years that you are living in and going through months, days, whatever it is as a single guy. Oh my goodness. Like just open your eyes and begin to kind of look around because it is really, really, really a unique chance that you get to make a difference. You'll never get these years back. You'll never get these type of opportunities again. And don't forget too, like life is always going to have those seasons of waiting. You know, when we're a kid, we're waiting to grow up. And once we're in that kind of young professional age, we're waiting to get married. But then once you're married, you're waiting for the kids. And then once you have kids, you're waiting for them to grow up and them to go to college and then them to have kids. And then once you're a grandparent, you're waiting for the grandchildren to come visit you. You know, you're always going to find yourself in a season of waiting. I don't, that's just never going to go away. So choose today to shift that waiting for something that actually matters and to actually dive in to what actually should be pursued. So this idea that everyone else has their life together isn't real. Promise everybody is also waiting and still figuring it out as they go. Um, And you're going to find yourself, I know you'll find yourself a lot more content when you can go all in with a season that you have right now in your life. Plunge in to those things that really matter. And don't forget that you are single right now for a reason. So go steward it well and pursue what really matters. Thanks for listening to The Man Cave. If you enjoyed our conversation today, it would be a blessing to me if you shared this episode on your social media. Thank you to those of you who have written reviews on Apple Podcasts and for those of you who've subscribed to us on Spotify. If you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can check us out at at PursueSolid or you can visit our website at PursueSolid.com. Thanks for everything that you are doing as men everywhere begin to find contentment with their singleness and pursue what really matters. I am Sam McManus and we'll be back before you know it.